We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The bench did a great job. And then when the substitutions happened, the momentum was stopped. The Jazz answered every response from the Knicks. And the Knicks fall short and lose both games this year to the Jazz. Gobert and Randall having some words. Randall needs to just walk away and not get involved in any kind of suspension. Players still out there talking. The Jazz trying to get their players away. It was a frustrating night for Julius Randle for the second straight game. Shot 6 of 22. Yeah, we saw the elbow that Gobert caught from Randle. And Gobert retaliated with the foul. So their hostility continues. Meanwhile, Donovan Mitchell comes back to his hometown and plays a remarkable performance. All right. Well, that was just lovely. Um... The Knicks lose by, I don't really know or care what the final score was. Um, 108 to 93 to the Jazz in a game that, in so many ways, so many ways, summed up um, the season in a nutshell. Um, I do want to say before I let loose on a couple of issues. Uh, that uh, nice game, very nice game from Manuel quickly. Uh, great to see Quick back doing what Quick does. Um, you know, first half of the season, tough, tough go for him. He's come back big time. Um, another really nice night, 16, 16 points on nine shots. He's getting to the line at will now. He's taken a bunch of free throws over the last, uh, really since the end of uh, February. So good to see him turning it around. Um, not the best game from R.J. Barrett, 24 points on 20 shots, but um, I liked his approach. Kind of lost it a little bit at the end with some some shots that were not great, um, but like the way he attacked. I like his passing intent, had a lot of nice passes. Just, you know, another step in the right direction for him. I know it's not always pretty. There are nights when it's inefficient. Tonight was one of them. Uh, you see the difference between where he is and where a guy like Donovan Mitchell is. Uh, that's no shade on Barrett. Mitchell is, you know, one of the 10 or 12 best players in the league. And uh, he's also, you know, 24 years old. Barrett's 21. Um, I have a lot of belief in Barrett's continued ability to grow. And I thought it was a, a all-around nice game um, for – maybe a nice game for RJ. But, like, 
you take the good stuff uh, when you get it. And I thought there was a lot of good stuff there from RJ. All right, let's get to what everybody wants to talk about, um, as they should. I'm going to – so here's the problem, right? <laughs> it's it, it comes down to separating the, the perpetrator of the crime from the accessory to the crime. And if there is, besides the Kemba thing, which is kind of like, you know, it's it, it exists in its own world and it has to do, the Kemba thing has to do with Tibbs and it has to do with Randall. If you're going to boil this next season down to one big idea, it is Randall and how much he has just been abysmal in every way, shape or form that a, a quote-unquote best player on a team can be. And Tom Thibodeau, who I have sat here and defended much to my detriment for 71 games now because I do still believe in my core that he is a good coach. Um, even tonight, you know, get, to give up 100 – I know the Jazz seemed like they were getting everything. Give up 108 points to this team like when they hit – you know, a lot of threes. Um, it's the best offense in the NBA. They're, they're really good for a reason. Like, you know, the team hasn't given up on the coach. He has a, a – a, I keep saying it. He gives them a game plan to win with if they execute the game plan on any night. But the way Tibbs has gotten in his own way with his decision-making this year and I know people want to harp on the on the Burks part of it, you know, whatever. It is what it is. It really comes down to Randall, which is why, again, it comes down to Tibbs and Randall. And where you want to place most of the responsibility, it's it's a it's a Rorschach test, right? It's is it the is it the player who's doing the shit? Oh, we're going to talk about what he's doing. Or is it the guy who continues to bring him out there to do it? And it's, it's Groundhog Day, you know, with no, seemingly no accountability. Julius Randle came out there tonight with the approach of a player who had absolutely no interest of winning this basketball game. And I say that in the specific sense of he – and this goes back two years. I remember the game that he played against Gobert in the garden two years ago when he just drove on Gobert and drove on Gobert and drove on Gobert. He had himself a nice night. I think he had 30 points. Um, and they lost, of course. But, like, he has a thing against Gobert going back a while. And this was a personal thing for Randall. And you saw play after play after play after play after play of Julius Randall making it about him as opposed to the team. And that's been 71 games now of this shit. Even when Julius Randle has good games, it's it's about Julius Randle. It's never about the team. It's never about the team. If it was about the team, we would see little things on offense. We would see little things on defense. All the little, little plays, which is, which is what makes all of us love the bench players so much because they do all the little, you know, Obi Toppin's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's okay. He's a, he's a, he's a player who's coming along. Doesn't have a jump shot right now. He, he does some good stuff. He, he's a real weapon in transit. Like 
the reason why the fans cheer his name is because he at least cares about trying to do all the little things. And then you look up and he's played 13 minutes in a game where the guy ahead of him had no interest in doing any of those things tonight. And it was so blatantly obvious on so many occasions. And it is why I am starting to wonder, even at an average annual salary of under $30 million a year for the next four years, I'm starting to wonder if Julius Randle is the worst contract in the NBA. Um, Given the length of the contract, given his volatility, given his outsized personality. Now, I think if he was traded to a different team – with a, a more superior player, I think the personality issues might go away because the team is not going to take its cues from him. You know, and I hope to Lord Jesus Christ that I get to see that day very soon. Um, Cause I can't watch him for another minute. It's just, he's such a frustrating player and person to, to try to root for. So, but that's Randall and, and Randall was God awful tonight. But if you're t- Tibbs, it's it's game 71. Like the se- look, and, and they weren't going to win this game. But at, at this point in the season, that's besides the point. It's besides the point. I know they're still fighting for a play in. And like, if, if you're playing the odds, like, you, you probably knew the kids were going to run out of gas, right? If you left them in to finish the game. Okay, fine. You still leave him out there. They had earned that right, especially in comparison to what Randall, and I don't mean to lump Fournier in with, with Randall, but, like, the kids had something going. And to take them out there and put those guys back in is to ignore 70 previous games' worth of evidence of, like, what is going to happen. Because, like, like yes, theoretically, could, could it have turned out well? Sure. I could also grow a foot in my sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow and, and, and be, you know, six foot six. Um, and so for as much as I could sit here and I could defend Tom Thibodeau's coaching acumen, all I want and point to this stat or that stat or numbers with Kemba off and, you know, numbers with Randall off, like at the end of the day, your role as an NBA head coach, first and foremost I think it's it's kind of threefold. It's as a motivator. Um, it's as a manager of people. And it's as a decision maker. And a tactician. And 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 I, I don't I never questioned Tibbs as a tactician. As a manager of people this year, I mean, you look at the Kemba thing and like again with what has happened to Randall, like that's under Tibbs umbrella. Now I've, I've the devil's advocate point is the one I've made many times, which is that like, well, how would any other coach handle this fucking guy? I mean, bench him for 20, 25 minutes a game. Like that's really hard to do with a guy who just signed an extension that hasn't even kicked in yet. That's worth almost $30 million a year. I don't know what, that's the thing I keep coming back to is I don't know what the hell Tibbs is supposed to do to get Randall to be selfless and play some semblance of team basketball on a regular basis. You know, I think he's still a good motivator, although he doesn't seem to be motivating Randall, but the decision-making part of it, anyone who's like, 
fire, you know, hashtag fire Tibbs. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of it in the, in the, in the chat tonight and, and the whole thing. Like, I think the part that you're focusing on is Thibodeau, the decision maker. And I don't know that you could point to anything that he's done this year. Well, not anything. I don't know that you could point to the big decisions that he's made this year and say, this was a correct decision, you know, and some of that's hindsight's 2020. Um, and I do think that there, he has used guys in good roles in spots, in ways. You know, I, I think how he's used R.J. Barrett this year has been very good. But it's it's just – it's dreadful. It's dreadful and it's frustrating. And that's why I, I can't very well sit here and be like, oh, you're not taking into account this. It becomes trite at a certain point. You know, as much as I still – Believe he's that he's a good coach, but it's it, it's imp- it is literally impossible, literally impossible, to sit here and make that argument tonight. Um. So there you go. On that note, uh, let's get to the super chats. Uh, Danny Gardner starts us off. Randall seemed determined to not run the offense through RJ in the third when RJ had a hot first half. RJ did have a hot first half. Inc- incredibly frustrating to watch. Yes. Um, the one that stuck out to me the most was when he challenged Gobert down low. He challenged Gobert a few times down low, but the one where he had, I know he had quickly in the, the high corner, left corner. I think he had RJ at the top of the arc. Just didn't pass to either of them. Just decided to take a shot that against literally the greatest shot blocker of his generation. And a guy who's about to win his fourth, um, his fourth, uh, defensive player of the year award. Just completely selfish. Completely selfish, completely in his own head. He is one of the most mentally – he is the most mentally weak – I feel bad calling him a star player. He's not a star player. But he's the most he's the, he's the most mentally weak, high-profile player in basketball. Um, Brian Benjamin, soon as Randall subbed in, I knew it was over. I'm sorry, John. Tibbs needs to go, and he can take Burks with him. Uh, why, are you, why are you dragging Burks into this? Again, Burks is, Burks is a role player. He's a role player that has been used in a role that is not the right role for him. He's a good player. Like, I, I hate that the Tibbs hate has carried over to Alec Burks. That I will not stand for. I will not stand for any Alec Burks hate. Um, he's a good player. He's, just, he's not being used correctly. Um, we need to develop Obi and Deuce. Again, like, the alternative is always going to be better. And I think, funny enough, with that comment, you, you kind of, like – my guess is Tibbs is like, well, these other options are not good enough yet. So I'm just going to go back to the thing that I know. doesn't make it right. Um, do I think Deuce McBride is ready to play big minutes for an NBA team? No. Uh, is he worth developing? Maybe. I don't know. Um, is Obi worth developing without Derrick Rose to get him get him some easy passes? Yeah, I think he is. I think he's shown enough. Um, but, uh, again, you, you want to get rid of Kit, Tibbs? I want to get rid of Randall. It just shows how – Two people can be watching the same thing and, and see it a little bit differently. Shamik Gan, IQ is our best player in the fourth and Randall the worst all game. So what does our coach do is IQ is leading that comeback. I don't know how anyone could justify that. Um, the only thing I could think of with quickly thing is he thought quickly was running out of gas. Um, quickly came in at the, I don't know what mark of the third quarter. He came in with probably four or five minutes left in the third quarter. And he didn't sub back out. Here he subbed back out there with 
I guess it was what three and change left or four three and change left or four left, whatever it was. I have to think that that um, Tibbs was maybe trying to get him a few minutes on the bench. Then again, then again, um, he I mean because he did bring him back in. I don't know. That's me presuming, and I probably shouldn't presume. Um, and quickly, as a young guy, like he didn't look like he was tiring to me. It, it seemed like a wrong decision at the time, and it it gets worse. It got worse the, the longer you went. Um, uh, hold on, scrolling back up here. Oh, we got it. The chat is on fire tonight. I love it. Um, okay, uh, Andrew, you got to help me out here. I missed a few because we got a very a very busy chat on this evening. Uh, the next one I got is from Matt Smith. With the Knicks' recent surge, a top four pick looks unlikely, which probably eliminates the dreams of a Zion slash superstar trade. Flipping the page, what's an ideal summer? Who do we add? Who do we move? Let's go next. Um, I think an ideal – I mean, if I'm being honest, and I don't think this is recency bias, I think an ideal sum, uh, summer is, is finding a decent trade for Randall. Uh, I think that's my ideal summer. Um, like, the no, like, yes, you got to get a point guard in here, of course. But, like – if they don't move on from Randall, and this is something I'm going to be writing about in the newsletter at some point pretty soon. Um, if you don't move on from Randall, whatever point guard you bring in is going to be the third guy on the totem pole. And like a very clear number three, because Randall just dominates so, so much of the offense and that's never going to change. So I really do think moving on from Randall and in a, in a, and potentially getting something for him. I don't know what the hell you're going to get. To me, that's priority number one. Priority number two is get um, get someone who could, you know, play the point guard position ideally. Um, I don't really have anything else. And just don't make any stupid decisions. Um, Lunas Emirat refused to believe subbing IQ out for Evan and Randall wasn't a self-tanking move. Might have been. I refuse to believe Tibbs for real thought that gave them the best chance to win. Yeah. I mean, everybody thought it at the time. Everybody thought it at the time. There's no defending it. I, the, the, again, the best theory I could come up with is that he thought quickly was gassed. If he didn't think quick, quickly was gassed, it's indefensible. Um, Danny Gardner. Uh, I know he didn't have a great game, but, uh, a play I loved from RJ tonight was the kick out to Toppin. Yeah, that got tipped when Toppin tried to swing it. Exact same scenario as Memphis, and he grew from it. I, I again, it's I, I get that RJ can be frustrating because he has nights where he's just not very efficient, and tonight's one of those nights. That's something that he's always going to have to battle, um, or at least battle for the foreseeable future because he's just not going to turn into a super efficient player overnight. What you want to see is the little things, you know, like that and the intentionality behind that um, and, you know, the growth. Like you're, you're mentioning the Memphis game. That's, that's growth. Um, you're seeing lots of little passes that he just didn't make, you know, in his rookie year or last year or even earlier this year. So, and, and again, as far as the misses, like, you know, you minded maybe two, three of the shots he took tonight, but for the most part, they were good shots. Just didn't go in. Um, hopefully they will in time. Uh, Andrew Chen, let's say Utah is trading Spider this summer. 
Uh, I, I don't think they're going to trade Spider this summer. He has three more years left on his contract. Um, even if he asked out, I just I don't see it. Uh, they call New York and they say they want RJ quickly Grimes three picks. Uh, even if New York gets top four plus three swaps plus filler, you say no. Um, yeah, I say no. I'm not. I'm not trading my whole team for Don. I mean, look, the Mitchell trade. First of all, that's not, that doesn't work salary wise. Second, um, the way star trades work, it's 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 all about the picks. It's a pick package. And then a superstar of, of Mitchell's caliber is going to have to have one high-caliber young player back in the trade. I don't think the Knicks want to trade R.J. for Donovan Mitchell. I think they want to bring Donovan Mitchell to play with R.J. Barrett, which is why it's so important to try to either nail the draft this summer or, like, maybe Reddish turns into something or maybe one of, whoever they – I don't know, maybe someone they sign this summer turns into – they just have to get a piece to make that trade feasible. And I don't know what that trade is going to be, but do I think that that's a trade, like to, to basically trade everything? Because then you're left with Donovan Mitchell and Julius Randle and no picks for the f- foreseeable future. Why would why would Donovan Mitchell be any happier playing on that team, um, you know, with, with Julius Randle on it? Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that that makes sense. Um, Robert McGinley. What's going on, Robert? Just supporting the KFS fam at this point. Appreciate that, Robert, as always. Um, last year, I didn't want the season to end. This year, I sadly can't wait until the season's over. Let's go next. The funny thing about that comment, and thank you again, Robert, is um, I was actually excited about this game tonight. Um, I, I was, like, looking forward to it. They've been playing well. I was, like, good team coming in. Let's see what they got. And, like, up until – you know, midway through the fourth quarter, even throughout as the defense was like fading and Randall was doing shitty things throughout like second, first, second, third quarter. I was like, this is still a pretty enjoyable game. Like they're not too far behind. They could still make a run and they made a run. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then it all goes to shit and it all goes to shit. Serves me right. Um, Kenny Rose, what's going on, Kenny? Tom should be fired. How can Randall be on the court anymore? RJ, 36% last nine games. Ball needs to go through quickly now. <laughs> okay. Uh, RJ is forcing it. Play OB and Grimes. I, I think with RJ, y- you have to be patient. The best thing – for the season is over. <laughs> this is about developing your talent. The best thing this organization can do is continue to feed RJ the ball. I don't think he's forcing it at all. Maybe that's a minority opinion. Is he forcing an, an, an occasional shot here and there? Yes. Is his overall play that of a player who is forcing it and not letting the game come to him by and large? Absolutely not. I think I think you're seeing mistakes get made and bad decisions get made at times by a 21-year-old who's learning how to be the first option on an NBA team. That's exactly what a season like this is for. It's for those growing pains. Um, if you're telling me that like RJ and quickly should run the show together and Randall should go, uh, take a, take a long walk. I'd be all for that. Um, you know, but it's, 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 you're, you're growing a a star here or you're trying to grow a star. Um, so we'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Hush zoo. What's going on? Hush. I hope Randall stays in New York four years too little. Um, 
Needs more years added. Tibbs made the right decision benching both quickly and Obi. He also deserves a coaching extension. Play the vets. Hashtag we hair. Hashtag big 15. I think Hushu is, has, uh, has gone bye-bye. I think he's off the deep end. No, I, I, I get the uh, I get the facetiousness. I don't blame anybody for for kind of losing it after this one. Uh, A.E. Kennedy, what's going on, A.E.? Uh, tired of the fake tough guy nonsense from Randall. Oh, I didn't even talk about this, the crap with Gobert at the end. It's just, again, it's an, it's an indication of a mentally weak player um, and a guy who's not about the right things at all. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I wish I had something else to add. He's mentally weak. And it's all for show. Uh, it doesn't contribute to winning at all. It doesn't contribute to the image of the team. Uh, it doesn't contribute to anything good. Um, his attitude uh, is continuing A.E. Kennedy's comment. His attitude, more than anything else, is the reason he won't last here. He's a horrible teammate. I mean, I don't know what kind of teammate he is, but I think guys like playing with teammates who help contribute to winning, and he's not doing that. And – I know he has, as I said, the last, the last game, I know he has issues with guys on the team because, I, I don't know, maybe he's jealous, maybe he's just angry. I don't know. Um, Justin Wright. I think Tim should come back next season, but this has to be his worst season as a head coach. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear at this point that this has been his worst season as head coach. Tibbs has been awful. It's really a shame. Yeah, I mean, when it – Again, if coaching is about all the different things, when you really don't get one of the things correct and you get it very wrong, it kind of overshadows the other stuff that you may be doing well. Um, And I have been more willing to uh, overlook some of those things than most. It just gets really tough after games like this. Um, Yeah. Uh, Mark Berman with a tweet. Thibodeau won't answer the simple question of why he thought of what he thought of Julius's night. He started the answer this way. I thought we fought, but he w- we were a step slow. Then he meandered. Good use of the word meandered, uh, Mark. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can add extra proteins and sides, change up the serving size when you have guests, or just double up on your favorite recipes so your box works harder for you. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences or skip a week whenever you need. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings. HelloFresh also offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make, with steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, you skip the checkout lines. Try our quick and easy meals, which include 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and 10 minute lunches in HelloFresh Market. Perfect for your busy schedule. Enjoy restaurant quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. Look, guys, I don't have to tell you how busy I can be with all the work I do for Nick's Film School, as well as my show Final Review. My girlfriend is just as busy, and when that question comes up every night, what do you want for dinner, rarely do we both have answers. Well, we've actually been customers of HelloFresh for over a year, and we're thrilled when we found out about this sponsorship. Not only is the food delicious, but it's convenient to make and takes away that simple anxiety of what you're going to have for dinner that night. They send you a week's worth of meals, you cook them, you prepare them, you eat them, and then by the weekend, a new box for the following week shows up. It's that simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Uh, Juanon, camo and combat boots are on. <laughs> you can't convince me Tibbs isn't tanking after putting Redacted back in the game. He knew what he was doing. Hopefully Redacted is gone at season's end. I mean, but here's the shitty thing, right? It's tough to tank when you've won five of the last seven games. You know, and you've been kicking the shit out of teams. Um, I know they tried to give the game away against Washington. I think that I think that I think that ship has sailed. I think that ship has sailed. Um, I mean, I, I genuinely don't know whether people are joking or not, but that that ship has sailed. They're they're going to finish with the ninth, tenth, 
Maybe the eighth pick, I guess. I don't know. Um, Adebombo, Adejobi. Um, I hope I got that right. What is Jericho's ceiling on defense, and how can he grow on offense? He has shown glimpses of playmaking talent. I think he's going to be a really good backup center. Um, I think he's going to be a really good backup center um, that can maybe serve as like – I mean, I don't know. I guess his ceiling – you really want me to put a ceiling on this guy? I don't know. Maybe he plays like a Kevon Looney role where he's a starter for a team that has another – like a, a, a and I a more ideal lineup because like I don't I don't think Jericho Sims does enough to be like a starting center on like a great team, um, but I think he's really good at the things he's he's good at. Um, I think he could be a, he's good lob catcher. He sets a good screen. I think he has good timing on his on both ends for offensive rebounds for blocks. I think he stays down. I think he's he's got solid promise as a, a defender. Not really as a switch guy, but like I think he. he Keeps you honest. Um, yeah, a little bit of playmaking, although, uh, you know, not, I, I don't know what, there's probably a ceiling there. Can he be like Robert Williams as a playmaker? I don't know, maybe. Um, but I'm excited to see him over the next couple of years for sure. Uh, Hush Sue, in all seriousness, Mac, can you go on one of these post games and ask Tibbs why he's so fast to call out young kids but not Randall? No accountability. Um, I'm not on the post games anymore because they stopped doing them remotely. And obviously I'm, I'm, I do this after game. So, um, it's not like I could, uh, ask, ask questions. Um, but I also don't need to, you know, because I know the answer like Berman, God bless him. Uh, Berman just gave you the answer. He's not going to give an answer. Um, Julius is the nominal best player on the team. Um, you know, he's having a horrible year. Tibbs has decided to handle it by saying, if I, if I continue to show my belief in my guy, I will get rewarded for it. He has not gotten rewarded for it. He has gotten very nearly fired for it. And maybe he still gets fired. Who knows? Um, You know, I, I, I wish I had a better answer for you, but I have to think it is something to the effect of I'm stuck with this guy. I might I, I have no choice but to ride him, you know, because I, I don't know how easy it is to show accountability to or to, to be to hold a player like this with this role and this contract accountable. Um, hey, Sass, mommy's in the bedroom. My daughter's got up. Um Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kevin? Um, by the way, for anybody who had like a much earlier super chat, I'm still waiting for Andrew to get to those. Um, I think Andrew may have um, gone away for a minute, but I'm sure he'll be back. Uh, we'll get to him, I promise. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, convo with my roommate after I yelled at Jew. Him, are you? Are the Knicks at it again? Me, everyone but one Nick is playing fine. Him, you mean that Nick isn't playing well? Please put the paper plate. Yeah, I have the paper plate down here. I just, I'm gonna, I just, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do that because I don't want to incite the rage of Kendra Randall. Um, 
because God knows it's our fault. Uh, I, I just, I'm, this thing's coming down after the year. Um, I'll say that. Um, so frustrating. Here's another one from uh, Adabombo Adajobi. I hope I did better that time. Uh, an area of RJ's game he must improve is defensively. I love him, but he really struggles to get around screens. Those push shots, push shot misses hurt us as well. Yeah, the push shot's not something he's comfortable with. Um, it is something he needs to develop. Uh, it's not there at all right now. So, yeah, when he's going up against a guy like Gobert, that's really the only option left, and, like, it's not there. So this was not a good matchup for RJ. Um, as far as the defense, you know, I think he has his moments. Um, I think it's just – it's really tough when you got a guy like Gobert who sets just an incredible screen, and you got a guy like Donovan Mitchell who, like, he's one of the best pick-and-roll playmakers in the league um, at getting downhill and and – you know, but RJ didn't do a, a great job. I, I think RJ is better suited not guarding small guards. I think he's much better suited guarding bigger twos and like smaller threes. I think that's his wheelhouse. Um, but I, you know, at the same time, you like that he took on the assignment. Um, Juanon, what's going on? Hashtag plate the head. Oh man, I think I don't. I don't even think I have any tape attached to it. I think I, I ripped the tape off. Yeah, there it is. Can we stick it under there? Oh, it stays up. Let's see how long it stays up. How about we do that? Um, thanks, Juno. Uh, true story, Jay. What's going on? Burks, Randall, and Tibbs serve no purpose here. Bye. Um, I, I, you know, we'll see. Again, I still don't get how Burks gets looped in with this. I don't know. What, what, what has Burks done? Uh, I know he hasn't been great, but again, it's not a role that's suited for him. Julius Randle is playing the exact role that he he wants to play, and uh, he's being terrible at it. And uh, Tibbs, you know, I've said I've said everything I could say about Tibbs. Um, uh, Lunas Emirat, and I can't stand fake tough guys. Number thirty, so pathetic. It's a good word for it. Good word for it. Uh, one more from Adabombo Adajobi. I play a fun, not so fun game with myself during the game of will Julius pass on this play? <laughs> the funny thing is like he has nights where he passes. He really does have nights where he passes. And then a night like tonight, he just, it completely just no attempt at good process. Zero attempt at good process. Just awful. Um, D Zilla Randall plays basketball like a child. Ooh, I like this one. Randall has been the overwhelming majority of the problem all year. <laughs> Invention of dreams. The plate is back. Yes, the plate is back. Um, the blame is not to be equally distributed at one as one third coach players front office. It's at least 75% Randall. I mean, I feel that way, but I'm probably a little biased. Um, I, I mean, I, I, it's a tough question to answer because if if Julius Randle had been the version of Julius Randle that we got last year, 
they'd be at the very least a play-in team, if not a playoff team. Uh, if he had been average even, and just his approach to the game had been better, I yeah. I'm just I'm curious what their what their on off without Randall is is up to now for the year, which is not really fair because it's like such a small sample size. Um, where oh no, it's okay. We're close to a thousand minutes of the Knicks playing without Julius Randall, and um, we're at a plus six point seven net rating in those minutes, which is would be the second best in basketball. It's close to a thousand minutes. It's a lot of minutes to to really do very very well without your best player. No, again, supposedly best player. Uh, true story, Jay. Serve no purpose here. Buy, leave for God's sakes. Okay, true story, Jay is getting the making sure that the knife gets in deep. Um, mild cowboy Mo, what's going on, mild cowboy Mo? Hey, John, front office has to move on from Julius Randle, not built for leadership. Use him to move up in the draft. <laughs> I wish. I wish we could use Julius Randle to move up in the draft. But unfortunately, 20 other not, 29 other NBA teams have televisions and laptops with access to recorded plays from games, and they have eyes and brains and inconvenient things for the Knicks purposes. I just don't know a, 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 a desperate team. A desperate team is going to trade for him. Um, and there are, but here's the good news, right? There are desperate teams out there, right? There are desperate teams out there. The one that I'm, I'm not fully prepared to engage in this conversation yet, but the most desperate team is a play, is a team that Julius Randle used to play for in LA. And man, talk about the idea of going from the frying pan into the fire with a guy who will just frustrate the hell out of you. Um, anyway, uh, anyway, mild cowboy Mo finishes comment. We need a blue chip. We have everything else. Go Bakers. Yeah, they do. They are they are a blue chip prospect away, a blue chip player away. I agree with that. It's not going to be quite so easy to get get that. Um, Kenny Rose with another one. Tibbs is killing Barrett right now. I see. This is the stuff that I, I can't really get behind. Like RJ Barrett is a bad night. Fine. Tom Thibodeau is a very bad night. Fine. Tom Thibodeau is killing RJ Barrett. I mean, the Knicks lack of spacing is killing RJ Barrett. Their play calling for him is fine. The personnel they put him on the, if they had a, if they had a stretch five sitting on the bench and they like weren't playing that guy with Barrett, I would say that fine. It's, it's, it's Tibbs' fault, but what's, what's Tibbs supposed to do? Uh, shouldn't be handling the ball as much as he is. Again, I disagree. This is exactly what these games are for. Uh, it's criminal the way he has coached the kids and this team. I, I, I mean, that I'll disagree with. I think, I think the re- like, <laughs> we all love the kids. We all think the kids are great. We all think the kids come in and play well. They're, they are playing for this coach. I think the complaint is that he's not playing them more. But – they are growing under him and his staff. So again, I don't know. I don't know how you reconcile those two things. The, the, the notion, like I'm here for the conversation about like Tibbs is not the best coach for these kids. That's fine. 
that he's killing the kids? I, not not quite sure. I'm 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 there. And again, I get anyone who's frustrated with Tom Thibodeau, and you want to you know, but I I do think that there needs to be uh, some some grounding in in you know a little bit of of reasonableness. Um. Uh. Okay. Hold on one sec. All right. I think I'm back at the top. Okay. Forgotten NYC. Scared we won't be able to move Jules for a few years. Uh, it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Again, there there is no there is no obvious here. Like usually, you would have an asset like Julius Randle, and in the offseason, the team would be able to move him for another distressed asset. And there aren't a ton of distressed assets out there in the league that make a lot of sense for a Randall trade. Um, the only obvious one is Russell Westbrook. And again, it's Russell Westbrook. That's the only obvious distressed asset for distressed asset trade that is out there. Cause like, you know, just again, to, just to go through some of the, like Philly's not going to want Julius Randle for Tobias Harris. Um, you, you think Cleveland wants Julius Randle for Kevin, like, and get, to give up Kevin Love? Why the hell would they want to bring Julius Randle into that, into that situation? Say nothing of the fact that they already have a starting power forward who's pretty good. Um, you want, you want, you want Mr. Porzingis back? You want him? You know, it's like, these are your options. Um, they're, they're not, they're, they're not great, uh, Bob, they're, they're not great. Um, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe Sacramento is willing to have a conversation about Barnes and something for Randall. We'll see. Okay. Um, Jeremy E what's going on, Jeremy? Uh, have you heard anything about the front office prioritizing a Randall move this summer? I have not. If I had to bet on it right now, I would bet that they are not prioritizing that Um, because I think this front office is all about asset valuation and getting the best deal. We've seen reporting. We saw reporting from um, Jake Fisher in the Tibbs piece um, in which – in which he said the Knicks were close on deals, but like they were really haggling. Like, I don't see that front office being like, okay, we're going to get rid of Julius Randle this summer and we're going to do whatever it, it takes to get rid of him, Even if all of the trades suck. I just don't see it. Um, it's not about, and again, that, like it, it could be priority number one, but it's still, it still has to be about getting value for them. I think. Um, even though I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm as desperate for him to be gone as you are. Al Diddy, Randall is a petulant child. Yes, he is. Best comment of the night. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Andrew, if, uh, if you can hear me, if you could see, if you could hear my voice, clap once. Um, it's an old teacher trick. Um, Andrew, see if you could find some of the, some of the very early, uh, super chats that went bye-bye a while ago. Um, I want to try to hit them um, before I get out of here. Uh, Jeremy Chase. I propose the NBA Institute, the Julius Randle rule. 
you can amnesty a player if before an extension kicks in, the team learns he is 2019-20 Julius Randle. <laughs> That's the comment of the night. That's great. Um, man, the amnesty brings back good memories. Um, my God. Uh, Chad Cohen, Randall is bad. Hashtag plate on face. Uh, agree with that. Uh, Drew P. We need to stretch four. Um, Randall provides no spacing. I, I just want a, a four. Like I, again, like I don't think Obi Toppin's ready to be a starting power forward in the league, but like I'll take him over Randall any day. Uh, a stretch four would be nice. Stretch five would be even nicer. It's but it, it's it's not even about like basketball skills at this point with Randall. It's about it's about his overall attitude, his overall effect. Just it all just permeates everything and it just sucks it just all sucks it's about it's 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 addition by subtraction at this point you know it's addition by subtraction um sb gorilla back again john randall's play is debilitating demoralizing destructive detrimental devastating i love it i love it yes it is he may have the lowest basketball IQ of any starter in the NBA. Something has got to give. I'm tired, bro. We're all tired. We're all tired. Um, lowest basketball IQ. I mean, it's it'd be one thing if we if we thought he didn't see it or if he couldn't see it. I think he sees and he just doesn't want to act the right way. You can't tell me that he didn't see quickly in the corner when he got a shot blocked by Gobert. You can't tell me that. That's – I used this term recently. That's a low emotional IQ. Is that different than a hoops IQ? I, I don't know. Um, well, whatever it is, it's fucking tiring. Um, Jessica Clarice – oh, Jessica. I'm like just reading the name. and I forgot. It's Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Um, redacted was awful. I thought everyone else played hard and kept it fairly close. I agree with that. I thought everybody else played hard. I thought as a team, they played well enough to lose a close game at the very least. Like at worst, lose a close game. Um, you know, like they were right there with this team. Um, but yeah, uh, Tibbs shouldn't have put Redacted back in and let the fun lineup try to close their run. Completely agree. Again, it doesn't even matter whether or not they would have won the game or not. They had earned the right to finish the game. That's all there is to it. Um, Ryan Huang with one more. Um, we're going to untank our way out of a top 10 pick and still fail to make the play in when we could have gotten seven or eight, calling it now. I mean, I don't think 10 or – 11 is that different from seven or eight? I think they, they tanked their, they untanked their way into having a realistic shot at a top four pick. Um, that said, like the best thing this team could have done tanking wise was, was, uh, 
was continued to play uh, Kemba Walker. <laughs> you know, I don't know what else you want him to do. You know, they're they're playing kids. Um, oh, this is Tibbs on why he went with Burks over quickly with 4:48 to go, just to get our starters back. And I felt he had gone a pretty good stretch. I knew I could bring him back, so he was going to come out for a couple minutes, which is what I was thinking there. All right, that was my assumption at the beginning of this. Does it mean it was the right decision? No, it doesn't. Um, okay, uh, I am going to – ah, yes, okay. I'm going to get to all of the earlier Super Chats. Just uh, give me a minute, and I will I will, I will get to them. Um, okay. Here we go. Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. Grundle disgusts me. Oh, that's his nickname. Tibbs, question mark, has enabled this fool by not benching him all year. Shut him down. Maybe Tibbs has enabled him. Maybe you're right, Robert. I know this. I'm certainly not in any position to say that you're wrong. I know that. I know that. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky with one more. Anyway, we could give a couple teams uh, – amnesia going back a year. So they give us a good pick and salary for Randall. Anything up your sleeve. Unfortunately, I, I am not, uh, I'm not a, like a chemistry whiz. I wish I could come up with that and then ship it to uh, several NBA teams. That would be great. Um, Harish Duggar. Here's exhibit a with Randall on why Tibbs must go. So again, seeing the same game, approaching it from slightly different angles. I completely agree. Tibbs is part of is not helping matters is is part of the Randall problem. The whole thing. I'm just more keen on like this game is Exhibit A on why Julius Randall must go as opposed to this game is Exhibit A on why Tibbs must go. I think this is this game is Exhibit A on why you have to get Randall away from Tibbs. That's what this game is Exhibit A of for me at least. Um, but again, it's an, it's an impossible night to defend Tom Thibodeau. It's an impossible night to defend Tom Thibodeau. Okay. Now I'm going to get to, um, all of the, um, earlier super chats again. Um, I apologize that, uh, this, uh, took a bit, um, but, uh, blame YouTube for being uh, a little finicky. Um, okay, here we go. Oh, I scrolled all the way down to like old comments. Um, okay. I think. Okay. Guy Huber then. This is where I left it. Love you, Mac. But Tibbs with that, with that starting lineup to close. Randall all game in the third. LOL. Oof, man. Your boy is stealth tank commander. He might be. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, this was your original comment. Appreciate all the support as always, my man. Truly. Um, LOL. Randall after the game. I think Tibbs came into the league seeing stars that always played hard and had good attitudes. Parentheses. Ewing, Garnett, Derrick Rose. Achilles heel as a coach is his loyalty and it's showing. You make a great point about Tibbs' attitude towards stars and his assumption that they're going to give him a certain something. Because you could argue that that was his downfall with um, Carl Anthony Towns and obviously brought in Butler and that was a whole other host of issues. And it's certainly been his issue with Randall. I, I, um, 
You really might be onto something there, Kevin. You really might be onto something. Because there's really no logical explanation for for why else he wouldn't attempt to show more accountability. You know? Um, Manny Campos. I'm so sick of Randall's crap that the whole family should just get out of New York. Trade Jew. Don't let his wife in the garden and don't draft his son in 2035. Look, we keep the focus here on Julius Randall, not on his family. I hope I, I'm, you know, like I said, I don't want Kendra to get mad at me. I'm sure she's a lovely woman. I'm sure his son's a great kid. Um, I would like for them to be happy. I don't, I feel bad that his terrible season is probably causing them a lot of stress. Um, but he's in a profession where, if you perform badly, you're going to get critiqued. And if you perform badly and then compound it by just blatant decisions at that, that show that you are not in it for the reasons that fans deservedly want their players to be in it, you're going to get on shit on top of the criticism. And that's where we're at with Randall right now. It sucks. Uh, Matt Smith, what's going on, Matt? Sorry again, it took so long to uh, get to this. With the Knicks' recent surge, um, oh wait, no, I got to this. Oh, never mind. So I didn't miss that much. Great. Okay, I'm all caught up. Uh, fantastic. Thank you for your patience. I'm sorry it was a couple of comments. It took it took me a while to get to. All right, we have been talking about this abomination of a game for 50 minutes. That is probably 45 minutes too long. Um, man. Most frustrating Knicks team since I think this has superseded the 2013-14 team. All things considered, I think this has superseded 2013-14. I think I think its team has to be a certain level of, of decent for them to be this frustrating. So I think it supersedes the Isaiah teams that he put together. Um, yeah, I think this might be the most frustrating. Nick. That's such a shame. Oh, well. okay. Uh, we will, uh, we will see what happens moving forward. They do have 11 games left. We'll hope for the best. What is the best? I don't even know what that means anymore. But we'll hope for it. Uh, Don't forget, check out Jeremy and me. We are recording tomorrow, so that episode is going to drop Monday going into Tuesday. Um, And then we'll have our usual allotment of post-game pods and podcasts from there. Uh, um, To everybody who contributed, thanks everybody who was in the chat. And uh, thanks everybody for watching this shitty team, man. Uh, You deserve a badge of honor. All right, I'll talk to you later. Peace out.